Is it even still possible to grow on Instagram? What about like mega viral growth? Of course, if you ask me, I'm going to say yes. From personal experience, I've grown by 600,000 followers in the last two years. And now it's literally my job to help other creators grow their brand or business on social media as well. But you're probably used to hearing me talk about this by now. If you're not, then feel free to binge any of the hundreds of previous Build Your Tribe episodes that we've put out about how to grow on Instagram. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a conversation that I recently had with another Instagram expert. At just 19 years old, Devin has built a massive Instagram following and a massive business through that following. In fact, he's grown by about 200,000 followers just this year. And there's a few things that I love about his content, some of which we're definitely going to talk about in today's podcast, but he really stood out to me compared to all of the other Instagram creators online. Because you see, there are hundreds of Instagram coaches online. Many of them are absolutely awesome. I'm friends with many of them and I really respect a lot of their work. I'm not trying to throw shade at any of them, but Devin just does it different. His content is really bold, it's in your face, and its editing is really top notch. I originally discovered him over on TikTok, but as you'll hear him describe in today's episode, his focus is almost primarily exclusively on Instagram. And so if you're someone who wants to grow your following on Instagram, you feel stuck, you feel helpless, you feel like no matter what you do, nothing is quite sticking, nothing is quite moving the needle or working on Instagram, then today's episode is right for you. But when I say right for you, it's not necessarily the episode that you want to hear. In this episode, you're not going to hear how many hashtags you should be using or what trending audio is about to blow up. You're not going to hear some special hack that you've never heard before. Instead, you're going to get met face to face with the truth, the reality of growing on Instagram. How do you actually get eyeballs on your content and attention on your profile? That's what we're going to be diving deep into today. And I love the way Devin shares so much value, not just in his content, but also in today's episode. So make sure you buckle up, grab a pen and a piece of paper and take some notes. If you aren't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and go ahead and visit Devin's page, which I will link up down in the show notes below this episode. But whether you're brand new to growing your following on Instagram or you've been doing it for years and you just need to get that engagement back and revive your account. This interview is definitely one that you're going to want to listen to all the way from start to finish and probably multiple times. So without further ado, let's hop into that interview. Devin, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Appreciate that, man. It's a long time coming. Yeah, it is a long time coming. I originally found your stuff on TikTok. Gosh, it was probably like four or five months ago now. And I was like, wow, this guy, like, I really like the way you present your stuff. We're going to talk more about that later. But I just really like what you were saying. And I think compared to a lot of other, you know, social media coaches out there, you deliver some serious value and you're not just sharing the same cookie cutter, repeating the same tips that everyone else is. Like there's some actual value, there's some actual original thought. And so I love that. But I would like to first backtrack a little bit and just get to know, you know, tell us a little bit more about who you are. What is your background and how did you get into social media marketing, managing that sort of thing? So it's been a lot longer than people think. I'm only 19. So like people hear that, but I've been doing it for around six years now. At the beginning, I focused on making money playing Fortnite. And that was like my main goal. But within that, I had what I called the PC optimization. And that was my first ever business. And within that, basically what you would do is you would go onto other people's computers and then optimize them for better performance. And with that, it was a business, but I didn't have any money to advertise it. So my first advertising was on TikTok. And that video is still up today. I'm not going to tell you guys because I don't want you guys to see it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was my first ever venture. And then from that, I'd go door knocking for a while. And that sucked because I was selling solar door to door. And at that, I was watching a Shark Tank episode. And within that, what's his name? Mr. Wonderful. Do you know his actual name? Yeah. Kevin uh -huh, O'Leary. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, yep. he asked one of the guys that was pitching, how many social media followers do you have? And at that moment, I got the idea of social media marketing. I thought I was the first guy to ever do it. And so I looked <laughs> up you and the other guys within the space. And then whenever I found you guys, I just figured there's something other people are doing it. Why can't I? I love that. That's awesome. That's hustling. So tell me more about like what inspired this hustle. So you said you're 19 now, but you've been doing this for like six or seven years. That means you started when you were like a freaking in middle school. So <laughs> what what started this hustle? What what inspired the grind? This sounds cliche. I just didn't want to be average. I mean, whenever I went to school and the teachers were teaching me something, my thought process was, you're not currently where I want to be, so I want to listen to you. And then the only people that I saw that was making money that me being eight, like 13 were the people that I was watching online, which people were playing Fortnite and stuff like that. That was like the popular game whenever I was 13. So that was the only way that I saw. So that's just what I went with. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So now let's fast forward. Tell me exactly what it is you do now. What does your day to day look like? And then big picture, like how would you label yourself? I like to just say, I mean, like my elevator pitch that I say to raise curiosity is I make millionaires famous on social media. Nowadays, I would say my day-to-day, -day, it looks a little bit different. I'm in Miami right now for about three months. So it's a little bit different now because we have the course. But a normal day-to-day, -day, I mean, it's pretty boring. Wake up, work, gym, work, go to sleep. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So what's working right now? And actually, you know what? Before I even ask this question, why are you in Miami right now? You just briefly mentioned the course. Why are you in Miami? What's going on? So I actually have my video editor in that room. He does all my content. And then I have the content researcher that gets me all my ideation and stuff like that in the other room. So I want to have the team together and then as well as Miami. So I kind of like the hot spot for podcasts and stuff like that. I just want to be a little bit more connected. Then also to see what's possible. Mm -hmm. Every single day you see a Lambo driving down the street. So that's definitely something to aspire towards. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. Being basically surrounded by the inspiration, surrounded by the, you know, the goals. I love that. So what's working right now on social media? And let's get more specific. You know, what's working right now on Instagram and or TikTok that might not or that wasn't working a few months ago or what was working a few months ago that is not working anymore. What can you tell me about some of the recent changes that you've noticed? So personally, I don't necessarily look at it that way. I mean, I don't really care to keep up with that kind of stuff. The only thing that I notice, especially be between the different platforms, I don't look at it as this is what works on Instagram, this is what works on TikTok. I look at it as if it's entertaining, then it will be shown. I look at the incentivization of the platform itself. If People watch your content, the platform incentivized to push it to more people because they get more money. So one thing I really focus on is trying to make it to where not only will people want to watch my videos itself, then getting them to watch it through its full length. That's pretty much like the only thing that I necessarily focus on whenever it comes to the short form content. Gotcha. What informs your decision making there a bit about, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. The platform wants to keep people on the platform. Your content needs to be entertaining. But how do you know what is entertaining? How do you know what's going to work and what isn't? Like, What informs your script writing and your editing and all of that? Well, first thing I can say is don't throw shit at the wall. I mean, look at what's working. That's kind of like my main thing is look at what other people are saying and then try to replicate it within your own way. And then secondly, I mean, like you said before, and I focus very, very heavily on giving out the actual value. And with that being said, I look at it as reinforcements. You have positive and negative reinforcement. If you're the kind of guy that just sells stuff 24-7 versus the guy that just gives away free stuff, like, for example, the best example and the guy that people think about is Alex and Mosey, uh, you're going to build up positive reinforcement within your audience to where whenever they see your face, they're going to watch your video because you've already given them value and value and value beforehand. So, I mean, if somebody sees your content beforehand and you keep on delivering on the value every single post, I see it as doesn't even have to be really entertaining. It's just, this is familiar and I already have gotten something from this before. So that's just gotcha. kind of like my main goal. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. So many people recently, at least what I've been hearing, they're reporting that 
on TikTok and on Instagram, their views are going down. They're getting less engagement than they used to. So if you are someone and you're not, you're someone who's in the opposite boat, your views are going up, your engagement's looking great. If you were someone though, who they were experiencing that decline and people were paying less and less and less attention, what tips would you give them to bring them back? Is there something strategically they could be doing? Is it improving their content? How can they get that attention back on their content? So I, I don't like to look at it like theoretical because realistically, no one really knows. First off, I think the main thing is to realize that you suck because <laughs> if it was a good video, people would watch it. That's kind of the good thing about social media. If it's a bad video, nobody will see it. So you don't have to worry about it. But if it's a good video, everyone will see it. So you're in the good light. If your content is not performing on the well, I mean, it's not necessarily anything that's going to be fancy or this new strategy that you can go use. It's just more so look at what other people are doing. Realize that competition is rising and you're currently falling down within that competition rank mm -hmm. and try to get better. Love it. I love it. I love the, I love the brutal honesty. And that's something that really stands out to me in your content very specifically is, you know, you're calling out your followers, you're, you're cursing at them, you're like yelling at them and you're, you know, saying stuff like you suck. And, and I, I think that that can be really harsh for people to hear, but it's also really true is like at the end of the day, if your content isn't performing, it's your content's fault and it's your responsibility as the creator of that content. You know, your hooks are always very bold and like in your face. And I think that's awesome. How do you come up with your hooks? Is it looking at what works for other people and kind of putting your own spin on it? Or how do you come up with yours? So hooks are pretty native. There's not many people that say that, that like the kind of things that I'm willing to say on social media. So it's like that had to be coming up with it by itself. The main thing I realized and kind of focused on is that negativity will always outweigh positivity. I mean, it's just like, if somebody called your mom fat versus if they called her sweet, you're obviously <laughs> going to take more emotion towards someone calling your mom fat. So that's like the main thing I focus on is just how can I be negative in a positive way? Or if I am going to be negative, how can I redeem myself afterwards by giving them a positive? Gotcha. Um, whenever it comes to hooks, just try to think about what would grab somebody's attention. I mean, I don't have any. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And now I've noticed that you personally... I could be wrong here, but I seem like I usually see you more so on Instagram and TikTok, less so on YouTube. Is that true or are you on YouTube and I'm just missing out on, on the good stuff there? What's going on? Nah, uh, we haven't been posting on YouTube. That's definitely in the upcoming. Uh, we already have it scheduled out for the first posting, but it's not really gotcha. something I'm focused on. I need to though. I guess definitely something everybody should do. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you there. It seems like a lot of your content revolves around Instagram. Would you say that's true and a fair assessment or is your focus pretty balanced between Instagram and TikTok? Because at the end of the day, they're both primarily short form video based content. I don't care about TikTok at all. Like if you look mm -hmm. at my account, I don't put any effort into the captions or anything like that. The only thing I really care about is Instagram. If you were to go to the bar, which I can't because I'm 19, but if you were to go to the bar and you met this dude, it would either be, hey, man, cool conversation. Do you want my number or my Instagram? Like, you will not ever say, hey, bro, what's your TikTok? Like, that's just yeah. not going to come up. So I think exactly. those two are the main platforms. And then as well as Instagram, is just more monetizable in the sense of they have stories, broadcast channels. People don't check their TikTok DMs, so check their Instagram DMs. I've just seen it's so much more of a dynamic platform. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I think there's so much more selling potential on Instagram. That's good to hear, though. Where do you think Instagram's headed? I mean, I know you said yourself you're headed on onto YouTube and you're going to start sharing content there. Where do you think Instagram's headed in the next year, maybe two years, three years? I mean, I'm just kind of guy that goes with the flow. Uh, what I hope that they don't do is I hope that they don't go in the direction of TikTok and make it less of a follower-based platform. I do like Instagram in the fact that it is a follower-based platform and at least 
if you do have followers, your content will be shown to some of them at least. Mm -hmm. But if you look at other platforms, like for example, YouTube starting to shy away from that a lot. Subscriptions don't matter on YouTube. And then the same thing with TikTok, followers don't really matter all that much. It's pretty much like a vanity metric. And that's something I don't hope Instagram does. Yeah, I mean, whatever happens goes with the flow. I just got to get views. It's I love that. I love that. You know, earlier you were talking about how your hooks are, you know, they're very in your face and you dare to be, you know, quote unquote negative and say things that a lot of other Instagram coaches wouldn't or couldn't say. What I've noticed in watching that is that your content would then appeal to like a very specific audience. You know, a lot of my followers might not appreciate that exact hook, but you obviously have built a massive audience and a large following who does really pay attention to those sorts of hooks. And they really do appreciate and listen to those sorts of hooks and that sort of content. So my question is, how did you decide who your target audience was going to be? And was that like a conscious decision or was that you just kind of expressing who you were? I feel like it was an unconscious decision until now. Like it was just like, okay, how can I get views? I need money. All right. And then I went down that path and then I got the audience that I got. Typically my more popular customer will be some kind of fitness guy or they will be more so on the rigid and harder side, which mm -hmm. is honestly, I don't really mind. It's just now I get to freely speak on how I want to speak. And I like the box that I put myself in. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's it's freeing in a way because you put yourself in this box, but the box you put yourself in is a box that like you align with and it like makes sense to you. So now you don't have to force yourself to talk a certain way or like censor yourself. You can be who you are in your content and on your, you know, courses, coaching, whatever else. And so I think that's really smart. So earlier you mentioned, you know, you said you I got my editor in this room over here. I got this guy over here researching trends. So tell me about your team. And first question is, when did you first start hiring a team? First question, when did I start hiring a team? I would say, okay, so during like the Fortnite era, whenever I was 13, I would say whenever I was 15, I was streaming every single day and I had a guy that used to watch my stream. His name is Chain. And Chain's been with me for like the past four years or so. He recently stopped working with this X, Y, and Z, but he was always technically a quote unquote hire. But um, whenever I hired like a sort of like a bigger team and like actually like in-house people that were paid a decent amount, I would say my first hire would have been in maybe March or April. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so now how many people do you have on your team? First one was really in March or April. How many people now? Are we including editors or just like? At, all around editors. Anyone who helps you do what you do. I'd say like 30, maybe 35. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Was it something that you were scared to start hiring people or were you were like, I need to do this and so I got to do it? There was this one guy, uh, one of my previous clients, he kind of made an analogy about business is that it looks like a bow. So at the left side, you have it really, really wide. And then you have to start pretty much making it thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner until it gets wide again. So after I heard that analogy, it kind of eased me a little bit about spending a lot of money because I had really low profit margins, but now I'm on the bigger side of the bow. So mm -hmm. I think it's just something you have to do. Gotcha. Do you think it is too late? We're shifting gears a little bit here back to the conversation around social media. Do you think it's too late for people to grow on Instagram or too late for people to grow on TikTok? Because that's what I hear on a daily basis. I mean, it's the easiest that it will ever be. <laughs> I mean, today is the easiest that it will ever be moving forward. Um, that goes for everything. Two years ago, YouTube, you know what I mean? It was, everybody was like, oh, it's too late, too late, too late. The bar just raised. The bar is going to keep raising. Mm -hmm. If you look back at it in like the 1930s, you told a president that he could post a video and it'd be shown out to a billion people. They'd look at it as like, they would sell their soul for that one ability, that one power. And we all have that power now. Just It's just a skill you got to learn. Gotcha. You talk about raising the bar and leveling up. 
How do you strategically do that if, let's say, you are a 35-year-old fitness coach and you're a solo entrepreneur, you're making content just on your phone, what tips would you give that person to take their content to the next level and, and start raising that bar themselves? Well, okay. So for the specific example of the fitness guy, I think that that would be like pretty easy, especially because of the saturation within the niche. The biggest thing that I can say is go look at what's currently working. I mean, like that's what I do personally. I'll go look through your account, other guys' accounts as well. And more so see what is the trend on what's working? What do people actually want to see? Because so many times we'll guess on what people want to see and it just doesn't work out that way. Then as well as find the people that you just want to replicate. Uh, what I have is I have a quote unquote competitor list. And then from there, I have like a list of like 70 guys. That's whenever I run out of ideation or I just need more inspiration whenever it comes to how do I want to make this hook? How do I want to come across? What information do I want to relay? I go look at the 70 guys on my competitor list and then just create from there. To get quote unquote better, I think it's just more so reps. If you're fitness, if I told you, if I asked you how I get stronger, you tell me go in the gym and lift weights. I see it as the same concept. That totally makes sense. What do you think about, you know, is their phone good enough or do they need to like go buy a, like I, we're both on this professional microphone. We both got a nice camera with a blurry background. Do they need to invest in all that stuff or, or like chill out, do that in the future? My fourth video on my phone with like a maybe $30 microphone got a million views. Like it was just like, Everybody starts from somewhere, and especially whenever it comes to fitness and it's things that are a little bit more native to platform. Mm -hmm. I don't really see it as a hindrance. I see it as a camera, like not a necessity at all. I would say it's more so a what you're trying to portray. Like, for example, if you say I'm rich then you, and you're talking about how to make money, then you probably should look like you make money. But for fitness, I mean, like there's so many different ways that you can show that you're fit. I don't think that the camera quality is really going to matter all that much. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. You know, I was thinking about how there's so many things that we're told to avoid on Instagram, like, you know, don't buy followers, don't buy engagement, don't do follow and follow. Like those are the basics. But are there any mistakes that you see people making present day that maybe they're not talked about enough or they're just things that you see a lot of people are doing and you're like, oh, I, I don't recommend people do that. Maybe it's a little thing in their content, anything that you would tell us to avoid. You know, something I'm seeing more and more, especially with the entrepreneurs, is the shout out pages. It's not necessarily something I would I would promote. Firstly, ask yourself, would I be doing this if I had 100 million views every single video? If you would not do it, then don't do it now because you're just making up for the lack of skill that you have to get those 100 million views. But then secondly, like shout out pages and stuff like that, people kind of use that as a crutch whenever it comes to promoting their product. And my only problem with that is, firstly, whenever you're paying shout out pages, they're typically the motivational pages. And you got to think, do the people that want to watch motivational content 24-7 that watches the guy that we're not supposed to speak about on social media, all these different things, they're typically going to be guys my age without money. So I will not pay shout out pages. That's probably like the main trend that I'm seeing now. And then especially because if you are a tax accountant and you're paying shout out pages, now you're getting half your followers that just want motivational content and you teach people taxes and it's going to go shit over their head. You're going to have a terrible follower to view ratio. I just looked at it as post content. Don't do anything else. Gotcha. Gotcha. And just so we're clear by shout out pages, you mean the pages that, you know, they got 300,000 followers. And if you pay them 20 bucks, they'll shout you out on their Instagram story, something like that. Right. Right. Just gotcha. repost your video, get some gotcha. engagement and that's it. Gotcha. Okay. So around this topic of getting more views, hundred million views, going viral, reaching thousands and thousands of people with every single post you make, that's all awesome. And that's really great for, you know, casting a, a wide net and bringing a lot of people in. But now the people are here. They're following you. You have an audience of a large group of followers. How do you go deep with those people and build a community? How do you build like a real sense of trust with them? Is it not something you really think about or worry about? Or do you have any tips you can share there? 
Well, the first thing you want to do is decentralize your audience. I know you did that pretty well. Uh, whether it's an email list, whether it's your Discord, Telegram, et cetera, make sure you own the audience and Instagram doesn't own it for you. And then secondly, I look at it the same way as who do I want to replicate whenever it comes to content? Who do I want to replicate whenever it comes to success? That typically always defaults back to Alex Ramosi. Realistically, I'm not in any of his communities or anything like that. I just trust him off of what he's giving me within his own content. So if he gives me value that's worth $5 every single time, then I'm going to be willing to invest into whatever he has to sell me. That totally, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. So you're, you're basically appealing to someone who, who isn't as, if I'm understanding correctly, isn't as interested in like, oh, I need that really strong community. You're really into the individual person you're following the individual creator entrepreneur. And if that person's giving value, then you know yourself, you're going to invest in their course, their their membership, whatever it is they're selling. Yeah. I mean, I just don't focus on a lot of the external variables. Like for example, for me, I've never, I have like 25,000 people on the email list. I've never sent an email a day in my life. <laughs> it's just not something that I've taken the time to do. It's more yeah. so I probably have the highest viewer average across like everybody within the niche, just because I've never, ever posted anything different than just value. A lot of people are preached to say, hey, you need to post about your kids, make yourself more relatable, X, Y, and Z. I don't pick doctors because of what they do for their kids. If I mm -hmm. have a brain tumor, I want a neurosurgeon, and only a neurosurgeon, and I want him to be a robot. So yeah. I look at business the same way. Yeah, I'm totally with you. That's great to hear that echoed because uh, a lot of people would disagree with that. And a lot of people push back of, you know, oh, but that limits me in my content that limits me. I want to share about my kids. And so it's really great to hear, you know, at the end of the day, Instagram is a business. And so we right. need to treat it like a business. And, you know, you don't, like you said, I love the doctor analogy. If you have a neurosurgeon, you don't care necessarily if he's got three kids, if he's got eight kids, if he's got no kids, you want him to be a robot. I love that. It's got his job to do. Yep, exactly. Tell us a little bit more. How can we work with you? I know we were talking off air before we got started, how you're getting ready for this launch upcoming. And, and you said you have a, a huge email list, but you haven't sent any emails to them and all of your content is purely valuable. So how can we pay you? Like if we want to take this to the next step, how can we, you know, learn more from you on like a deeper level? So soon we will have some sort of landing page across some sort of offer. What we have right now is called Media Mastery. It's going to be a, a typical group coaching program also, plus the course, blah, blah, blah. But realistically right now, um, we're only looking towards just trying to make sure the product is ready to promote uh, for the 18th time during this podcast, referencing back to Hermosi, you can either market a product for the rest of your life or work on it for a decent amount of time. And then the product will market itself for you. So it's kind of like my main goal right now. We dropped the agency model. Like we used to have an agency. We completely dropped it, dropped all the clients. Now we're just going full full time on trying to make the best product that we possibly can. And then I would say sometime soon within probably the next two weeks or so, we will be able to launch it to the public and then let in a small majority of people, minority awesome. of people. Very exciting. Tell me, I have two more questions for you. Second to last question is something that my followers, I know I hear they really struggle with because a lot of them, they have multiple jobs or they have multiple kids and a job and they got to do this thing around the house. And so consistency is their struggle. How do you stay consistent? What are your tips? What are your thoughts around staying consistent on, on Instagram or on social media? Okay. I have a different situation than everybody else. I'm 19. I have absolutely no responsibilities. I have my car notes and that is it. So I have a little bit of a different situation. But just a basic, everyone has 24 hours within the day. People have priorities. And whatever your priorities are is where you'll be spending your time. If this is something that you actually want to do, you'll make time to do so. If it's not something you want to do, then watch my content. I mean, like it's either you want to play, you want to want, or you want to be in the stands either way. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then last question is just any last words of advice, any words of encouragement that you would like to share with this audience, any takeaways that you want to make sure they they hear from this episode? 
Um, to not try to reinvent the wheel. Someone else has already done it and done it better than you. Realize that people have done that and then go try to re-imitate it. Don't need anything to start. All you need to do is to start. The best thing that I've ever been told is the only way to start is to start. It, which sounds really duh, but it's something I tell myself a lot. And then as well as, so that's probably it. I mean, just start. And um, one thing that I will say, and that helps me out a lot, is always to track what's currently working within your own content and then try to re-imitate it. So for example, if you were to post 90 videos starting today, and you were to stick to that for, to post every single day for the next 90 days, across those 90 days, you're going to have at least a couple outliers, whether it's three, four, five, six, eight. Find those outliers within your own content, put it into Google Sheets, whatever, sort it by most viewed to least viewed within your own content that you posted within the past 90 days, and then re-imitate that content for the next 30 days and you'll do just fine. If that makes Love sense. It. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. And very that's very practical. That makes sense to me. Thank you so much for being here, Devin. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone learned something. Of course, Brock. I appreciate you for having me. As I told you before we got started, Devin delivers value and he delivers value without the fluff. He's telling it like it is and it's absolutely straightforward. I know it's harsh. I know it sucks to hear sometimes, but really there are only three ways to grow on Instagram. The three ways to grow are to improve the quality of your content, to start distributing and posting more content, basically upping your quantity, or to increase your engagement. Now, of course, there are numerous strategies and they're constantly changing in terms of how do you boost your engagement? How do you actually improve your quality? How do you tweak these little things in your daily schedule and routine so that you can stay more consistent and increase your quantity? Many of those tips and strategies have been shared in previous Build Your Tribe episodes and you can find them also linked up in the show notes. But I also wanted to let you know about our Insta Club Hub, which is where all of our Instagram strategies and coaching are available. Inside the club, which we update on a weekly basis, we keep you abreast with all of the knowledge that you need to know about Instagram. Because Instagram is a beast, right? And there's so much that you could know, but ultimately there's a lot of stuff that you don't need to really worry about if your goal is to increase your following or increase your sales. So our focus in the club is delivering for you the actual tangible, valuable tips that you need in order to grow your following. Not all the extra fluff, not all the stuff that's going to make a small difference, but the big picture that's going to make a big difference in your sales and in your new followers on Instagram. If you want to check out the club, you can join for just $7. There's a link down in the description below this show notes of this episode as well. But again, I want to thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you give Devin a follow if you haven't already, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.